one more second or two more seconds recording is already starting perfect all right good morning everyone good afternoon good evening uh definitely have a okay working on my end uh good to see you guys uh, we do this session on a weekly basis or almost weekly basis um to um kind of engage with you about different topics related to real estate investing and uh possibly uh you know get a feedback from you um and educate and collaborate i'm danny here from uh, southern california and we always have people uh joining us on the live from multiple locations um so that's always an awesome uh, tool i just want a uh, tool to use just want to mention that this is being recorded in three channels um it is on facebook right here it is on youtube which is a little bit you know to the left and also on our podcast so if you want to consume this information or you missed a chapter or session you can always go to any one of those three uh, um, channels and uh, benefit from the knowledge benefit from the from the conversation uh, that we're putting out there for you to uh, to become better investors um, before we start with today's topic I just want to mention for those of you who live in the Bay Area I'm gonna be speaking in the Bay Area uh, February um, 5th and 6th which is a Wednesday and a Thursday uh, one evening in Sunnyvale one evening is going to be in English and the second evening is going to be in Hebrew so you are most welcome to join either one uh, fair warning if you're not native Hebrew speaker you probably want to join the English uh, session and not the Hebrew session of course and by the way uh, there's another third lecture uh, uh, being organized by, uh, by someone who invited me to speak on the Tuesday before in the East Bay. And if you're actually in the East Bay and you want to join that, it's not public, you know, it's not uh, uh, public information. It's not uh, posted anywhere. Uh, and you're listening to this, you just uh, send me an email or get in touch with me and I will see if I can get you in. This is more of a smaller group, intimate group. So it's kind of uh, not uh, open to the to the public per se, but probably we can uh, get something happen based on um, uh, seats, of course. So uh, let me put just the uh, link to register, or I'll try to put the link to register. Yep, I will try. Okay, hopefully it will happen eventually. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, ownership, how to take ownership to your property and the classical uh, question that comes uh, from investors throughout my entire career is always going to be, do I need to buy it as an LLC or my name um, or um, uh, should I buy it, you know, how should I buy it and I, I think there's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say confusion, but there's a lot of scenarios and a lot of options out there for investors. And um, I don't think it's a clear-cut answer. It really depends on a few things we're going to cover in a second. But before I start, if you are willing to share, I'll be, I, you know, I'll be very much interested uh, to hear from you. What are you doing on your end? 
And if you can also mention, listen, for my, you know, this, you know, when I buy this kind of a prime investment, I use my own name. Or when I make this kind of an investment, I actually use an entity. That would be an interesting conversation, interesting feedback uh, to hear from you. What are you doing? And uh, maybe even say why you decided to do one way or another. So that will be terrific uh, um, kind of input. Uh, while we're speaking, I'm trying to also put the link to the uh, registration for the Bay Area lectures. And Facebook is not being very friendly, unfortunately. Um, so let's uh, kind of let's, uh, let's let's talk about that for a second. Um, let me start by saying. Let me start by saying that in my entire career, uh, well, let me put it this way. I spoke to a new couple, uh, wanted to kind of see if they, uh, it's a good fit to work with, uh, to work with us. We simply do it about a month ago. And he sends an email, you know, before we meet and said, listen, the most important thing to me is that I own real estate, not under my own name. It's got to be in a different way. Um, he did not explain at that point, you know, why, although I suspect I know, but he didn't really elaborate. And we get on the phone and he explains to me um, what's the reasons behind his uh, objective here. And uh, I clearly told him, listen, there is a couple of things, uh, you know, uh, why you should, you how you can go about buying real estate, not under your own name. But if you're looking to buy rental properties long-term in good areas with a mortgage it's going to be you're going to be losing uh some benefits you're going to be not working with conventional banks and you're not going to be uh getting those great mortgages and uh, you know and programs uh, mortgage and financing and that will actually eat into your success and then you kind of start thinking about say oh i wasn't aware of that i just wanted to not have them under my own name so how can we we do that and there are ways to to go about it and we dove into that and i think the end of the conversation was for him okay i gotta rethink the entire concept or idea or approach of buying in an entity that's him saying so let's uh, let's cover uh, first of all you know important disclaimer i come to this conversation just from experience and I come to this conversation from doing this for many years. Obviously, I'm not an attorney and I don't know, you know, I don't want to give any advice whatsoever how to hold and there are different, you know, situations. So just, you know, when, when, what I would want you to take from this conversation is kind of the pointers, thinking points or pointers or thing you can go in. And when you talk to the uh, to your attorney about this idea, you have some thoughts and specific questions and you're not just coming in like, okay. Whatever you say, whatever you say, you have a little bit more of an intelligent conversation. I think, let me start by saying that, in my opinion, there is a big misconception or misunderstanding of what we call LLC in the, in the, um, in the scheme of real estate investing. And what I mean by that, I think it all starts with educators, aka attorneys, going in rooms, um, educate, you know, the real estate investment rooms, uh, clubs, etc., educating about the concept of LLCs and entities. And when I say educating, I actually mean um, marketing their program through putting fear into the audience. That's what it usually looks like. 
And then people come out of this, uh, you know, uh, uh, room after they heard an attorney who says, you must buy with an LLC. Otherwise, you're going to get sued and your life are gonna be, is going to be over. And that's usually the, you know, the, the tone. And when you, uh, in, 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 you know, in, in the U.S., when you say lawsuit, everybody jumps, right? Everybody knows everybody's suing everybody all the time, right? That's usually how it goes. Uh, not true um, or not fully true. And that's something that people just take, you know, uh, at face value. And they go out. And what I've seen over the years is like people go out. They first set up an LLC. They go through their attorney. They pay their attorney um, $1,500, which is discounted from the normal fee tonight special $2,500. Today is only $1,500. The attorney sets up everything for them, sets up the LLC. And then many times nothing happens. Where's the property? Where's the investment? Why aren't you doing investing? Why are you busy with LLCs and entities and not busy with investing? And that's very common practice that I've seen over the years. Now, it's not always the case. Some people really go about it methodically. They set up the LLC. They start buying properties or an entity. And that's fine. But many times people put a lot of time, energy, and not to mention money into uh, that aspect without actually investing at all or takes them more time to invest or or when they actually come and start looking into investment properties, they get discouraged because it's difficult. Or they find out that when they go to the uh, to buy property with a mortgage, the bank goes back to them and says, sorry, I'm only lending to an individual. I'm not lending to an entity. So no loan for you. And they're like, oh, I can't buy a house through my LLC because the bank won't give me loans. Um, so let's let's kind of think about this for for a second. And let's I would say if you're if you're debating about this concept of LLC altogether, I would want you to be a little bit more knowledgeable about it and debate it in the right way. And what do I mean? First of all, in my opinion, and you don't have to agree with it, it's not a yes and no type of question or answer. It's a it's a question that needs to be discussed on a specific case. Specific case is you. In specific case, is the type of investment. For example, if you are buying cash and you're doing a flip by yourself, that makes more sense to do, you know, an LLC. Even when you use hard money loans, they would probably even prefer that you do it through an LLC. So that's a certain situation. If you're buying low-end properties, rental properties for forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars in not so good areas, and you're buying it cash. It does make sense to me that you would do it through some entity, right? Some asset protection mechanism. When you're buying a nice rental property in a middle class, upper middle class, lower middle class type of area, good schools, like what we do, you know, 99% of our time, and you're attracting nice, good tenants, and you manage it professionally with a property manager or by yourself, and you take care of the property, the justification for an LLC becomes less, you know, apparent, okay? Because in this scenario, right, this middle-class house in a nice area that, that you're going to manage and you're not going to be, you know, uh, um, you know a, a, a bad-behaving type of an owner and you're going to be, you know, uh, um, taking care of it or your property manager you, and buying it with a mortgage, usually... This type of an investment does not call for an LLC automatically. You can, it's okay, but it wouldn't be your necessarily uh, your first choice. Now, 
Okay, so we're having some uh, issues with the uh, Wi-Fi here. I'm going to continue. Hopefully, that'll be fine uh, and reconnect. Uh, I don't want to stop the, uh, the, um, the flow. So I took a break for a minute or for a few seconds, but let's uh, resume, the, you know, resume the, the conversation. So if you are um, looking to buy that type of a rental property and you are um, buying it with a mortgage, you'll be very much you know, surprised or to your surprise, the lender won't, won't give you loan to buy that property if you buy through an LLC. Now, can you go and find a loan that will do it for, you know, to the LLC to buy that rental property? The simple answer is yes. The real answer is going to be super difficult to find that lender that is willing to do this type of a loan, right? They exist, but they're very hard to find. Their program or lending programs are typically a little bit higher rate and higher down payment. So all of a sudden, the loan itself becomes less attractive. And what did you find? That you end up buying a property for less favorable you know, uh, terms uh, or financial terms, which are affecting your, uh, which are affecting your, uh, um, your investment. So all of a sudden, the whole idea of the entity or the LSC is less apparent. So now what I want you to do is I want you to think about it and say, okay, do I need an LSC for this you know, investment or not? Is it, does it, you know, what kind of a setting and I'm, you know, am I investing in? If I'm buying, you know, uh, maybe what, if I'm buying, uh, raising money and working with few friends, they're just not even raising money, just four friends of us getting together to buy an investment property, probably it will make more sense to do some sort of an entity than, in the, than partnership uh, on paper. Probably, right? Um, doesn't have to be, but that calls for that situation. Now, I want to mention something very, very important that kind of bothers me over the years uh, quite a bit. When I, uh, most of the time when I talk to investors about this concept of LLC, when that question comes up, and by the way, it always comes up. It's the number one asked question. I've been speaking in front of uh, real estate groups, rooms, lectures, multiple area locations in the country, in Israel. You know, uh, uh, online, offline, doesn't matter. It's maybe the one question that always, always comes up. And what I found to be quite interesting is that most of the times when I ask people, why do you want to use an LLC? The answer is, well, for asset protection. It's like, okay, what are you protecting? Well, if something happens with the tenant and the tenant sues me, I'm protected. Well, let me... Let me shed some light on that, uh, that point for a second. Number one, since I've been, let's just say I have a little bit of a side quest. My little side quest is to find that story of an owner that something happened and the LLC either saved him or didn't save him. So if he, he lost everything, but if there was an LLC, he, was, he would, would have been protected. And every stage, because this question all comes up, that I speak, every opportunity that I speak about this topic, I ask, and I ask you too. By the way, I do. Really. Anyone here knows of a situation, of a story, that they, there was an, uh, a lawsuit against the owner uh, from the tenant or something similar, 
and the tenant was protected by the LLC or not protected by the LLC, right? Now, um, to date, I have asked this question in front of many, many crowds, um, many opportunities, colleagues, friends, people from the industry, and actually, I have one story. I do have one story. Finally, you know, a few years ago, uh, someone approached me and said, you know, I, I, you know, and by the way, I'm looking for the personal story, not I heard of a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend that his friend and his cousin got sued. No, that's not a story. That's a, that's a rumor. Okay. I want details. I want the actual details. I want to hear from you. By the way, if you have that, put it in, write it, text it to me, send it to me. I'm really interested. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, let me know. If you're listening on, on YouTube, let me know. I'm really interested to know. Now, one time in an event in the Bay Area, a couple that I know that invested not with us, but they still invested in, Col- in a house in Colorado, raised their hand and said, we have a story, our story. I said, do you mind sharing? I said, absolutely. We had someone cross the loan you know, some random person off our rental property somewhere in Colorado and fell and broke his leg and sued us. I said, okay, tell me, you lost the house. He says, no, you got bankrupt. You got uh, what? He says, no, no, you know what happened? He sued us for $50,000. We didn't have an LLC. We we had insurance. We called the insurance and they settled with him for $25,000 and that was the end of it. So, hmm, interesting. So finally, a story. And, and here's what happened. You know, there's insurance and the insurance kicked in and they took care of it and etc. Now, why am I telling you this? For two reasons. First of all, first of all, um, the fact that I'm having a hard time finding that story and I'm really trying to find it. And I'm sure it exists, by the way. I'm sure it exists. I'm not, you know, I, I, you know I'm not at all thinking this is never going to happen, never happen. I'm sure it does. But the fact that I'm having a hard time for so many years, more than 10 years, finding that story and really, you know, kind of seeing how the LSE saved the day tells me the probability of this is pretty low. Not in every instance, but in the instance that I'm talking about, nice, you know, nice rental property in a nice area, well managed, well taken care of, it is just a lower probability. It could happen. But even when it happens and something happens, you know, there's insurance and maybe you have an umbrella insurance on the top of that. So there's some protection you can take without even looking into the LLC. Now, ideally, do you want to have the LLC with everything that I said as another layer of protection? Yes, it's another insurance policy, right? Or, or, or so. So, the, you know, with insurance, it's a necessary devil. There is never enough <coughs> insurance we can take, right? There's always something more we can add as an insurance and layers and layers and layers. So, yes, do I think you will be much better off, protected, safe if you have an LLC? Absolutely. It adds, adds more insurance. You know what? It's just like saying, you know, I'll take, you know, I'll have a, you know, a, a, you know, a policy on the property, an insurance policy on the property, and then I'm going to have a first umbrella and a second umbrella, and I will even increase the liability on my 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 property insurance. There's there's always things you can do add more. So LLC would probably help, but the check, but the, with the LLC comes challenges. 
The challenges are there's more there is cost to set it up, there's ongoing cost to maintain it with states and with tax returns. So it adds a little bit. It's not horrific. Maybe in some states it's super expensive, but most are not that horrible. But there's cost to it, right? You have to understand it. Then there's a hustle. And you have to maintain the bank account. And you have to do the EAN. All those things are not complicated. They're not difficult. But it creates more hustle, trouble, noise in the system, right? Um, so that's first. Second, if you don't have a property in your LLC but you're still not taking good care of your property, if it comes to court, there may be a, you know, a situation where a judge says the LLC is not in effect. That can happen, right? And again, I'm not an attorney. I don't know when and what, but I want to make you think about it and not, you know, the way I see it in many respects, in many, many aspects or many uh, um, um, conversation, it seems like the LLC is on a pedestal. Woohoo! My house is an LLC. I'm good. No, maybe it's not the right thing. Maybe it is the right thing. And even if it's the right thing, you know, if things are not done properly, it may not act as an LLC. That may not result in what you're looking for. So keep that in mind uh, when you're thinking about this concept of LLC. To summarize this session, right? And for some reason, I think my yeah, my uh, Facebook is uh, died on me, unfortunately. To summarize this session, I would say you have to think about it from two type, you know, there's two kind of questions you should probably think of if, think when it comes to the LLC. One, what kind of an investment am I making? And is this type of an investment requires or there's more need for the LLC structure? For example, a flip partnership, low-end properties, and maybe others, right? Development. I don't know. There's maybe others. I mean, commercial. Absolutely. Second, what am I looking for? What do I need? Why do I need the LLC? Is it asset protection? Or maybe there's another reason, right? And if you decide for, for all reasons, this is in your best interest for one reason or another, that's fine, right? You just have to understand it comes with a tax price. The cost of the LLC, the hustle of the LLC, the, 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 you know, maybe the uh, losing the attractive uh, mortgages, etc. Maybe you have to be a little bit more creative on how you take ownership. There's solutions to everything. But the important thing is for me, what I want you to take from this session is to at least think about it. Not jump, just say immediately, yes, you know, yes to an LLC. And especially when you go and you take and, and you go in and have a consul with an attorney um, about this topic, who will always tell you, you have to do everything with an LLC because that's how they're trained and it's fine, right? Just know to ask some questions, right? Tough questions, and then make your decision. And that's what I want you to kind of uh, take from this session: is to think about it and see the benefits and see the you know kind of see the disadvantages and advantages, and at least be a little bit more knowledgeable and equipped with information to make that decision or when you interact with others um, about the topic. Now, um, I will say about interacting with others. When you talk to other people, people are very good with volunteering their advices. And I want to suggest one thing. When you talk to someone all together, but you know, especially in, in real estate, and, and kind of seek their advice, ask their experience, what their experience is. See. <clears throat> Several years ago, after one of the lectures I did in, you know, in Mountain View, 
A lady comes up to me and she says, Oh, Danny, <clears throat> how much does your property manager charges? And I say, well, you know, uh, the property managers we work with around the country, they charge about 8% uh, a month, you know, de depending on which one, which area, etc. Oh, but on average, about 8% a month. And she says, 8%? Wow! That's so expensive. And I'm like, oh, it is? Why, how much are you paying? Oh, I don't own any properties. What is this so expensive? Why are you having this conversation? Why are you even having this conversation with me? Um, so I have, you know, I've over the years noticed that when I engage in conversations, very quickly I want to understand what the experience of the person I'm speaking with so I can value their opinion or not necessarily value their opinion because people talk, you know, a big talk, but not always walk the walk. And when you are listening to someone's advice, if they are have, they're full of advices. What I have learned is many times they attend events and they're, they're just copy pasting what they heard. And they're not really giving you an experience based, you know, advice. They're giving you some, something they've heard, which could be right, but could be also incorrect. So check on that. Don't just take advices from people. You know, I would even say when you talk to an attorney, if you get to that point about the concept of entities and asset protection and LLCs, etc., ask the attorney, you know, what's your experience with real estate? How many houses do you own or roughly or how many transactions have you done? And at least get a sense of that. I think it will give you a lot of uh, confidence if you can trust someone's advice or not. So on that note, I want to thank everyone for uh, joining I really apologize if the Facebook is not working. I think it kind of crashed on us. That's the second time that happened. I don't know if it's Facebook or the Wi-Fi, but I just want you to uh, um, um, still want to thank you guys. If you are on Facebook and lost the connection, by all means, jump right to the uh, to the uh, podcast or YouTube. I'll put uh, you know the link so you can catch up on the information thank you very much everyone please register to the events i'm holding or giving the lectures the classes uh it's mostly educational classes uh it's mainly educational classes in february in sunnyvale hope to see you soon in person hope to see you soon online next week i'm traveling so we'll skip a week see you soon everyone bye bye and shabbat shalom